Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is John Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Welcome back to another episode of the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Just a reminder that you are listening to us on WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key, and we are brought to you by Ivy Park Sports Bar Grill and Go Jump and Slide Inflatables. And on the show today, I have the Columbus Chattahoots manager, Steve Smith. He's also the head baseball coach of the four-time state champions from Calvary Christian Coach Great having you on the show today. Hey, Richard. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to do this. I am excited about the upcoming 2022 Columbus Chattahoot season in the Sunbelt League. Of course, their second season, you had a historic run as the sixth seed, getting all the way to the Sunbelt League final, however, lost to the Alpharetta Aviators. But it was just a magical run for the Chattahoots in their inaugural season. Now you're here in year two. And we got a sneak peek of what to expect after the exhibition games against the Chocolaca Monsters over the weekend. It was a great atmosphere. I was just glad to be back at the ballpark and I was able to see some familiar faces. And uh, what did that mean just to, to get a roster finalized? A lot of college players just finished up their season. I know we still have some collegiate teams out there in the College World Series like LaGrange College. So Shackelford uh, may not be able to join the team until they get done, but you have some familiar faces coming back and they're making that transition as their season is ending in collegiate baseball and they're getting to play some extra baseball in the summertime. Yeah. So, you know, you have a variety of, uh, of different dates when uh, these guys all finish their season. So some have been done for, you know, four weeks and then you have some that, uh, you know, CSU uh, made a made a good run in the Super Regional, trying to advance to the College World Series, and and uh, came up just a little bit short Friday night, Saturday night, and so they'll begin to join us this week. And then, obviously, like you said, Ashton, he uh, actually just talked to him yesterday, and he flies out, uh, you know, for the Division Three College World Series. So uh, it'll be good when we get everybody together. You know, some of these guys. Uh, when they when they finish up and there's really no break there, sometimes they need a couple of days just to kind of collect themselves, take a little bit of a deep breath, and then uh, jump right back in with us. But it's been ex- an exciting first uh, five or six days, get a chance to get everyone together, get a chance to meet everyone, and and see what we got for this year. Well, you got some familiar faces returning to the lineup as Connor O'Neill returns, pitcher Clay Weatherly. You got the talented shortstop from Georgia State, Jesse Donahoe. Uh, Edwin Johns, a familiar face from Columbus State. What are you looking forward to from your team, and what are some of the things you saw over the weekend against Chakalaka in, in that exhibition series? So, you know, last year felt like we had, a, uh, we had a very talented roster. We were young. I can't remember if it was nine or ten uh, high school seniors that were going into their – you know, their, their freshman fall. 
And anytime you've got that young of a roster, you can expect there to be, you know, a lot of mistakes, a lot of growing pains, and, and just guys getting an understanding of, uh, you know, playing uh, at the college level. So uh, it's their first interaction of it. And so we had some guys, it took them some time last year, and we were, we were good with that. We knew there was going to, we needed to show some patience with, um, you know, with some of them. So that's why I think you saw kind of towards the back half of the season, we started to see some guys uh, step up and really, you know, figure some things out. You know, with this year, we went with a little bit of a different, a uh, little bit of a different route, just with maybe guys with a little bit more experience, uh, guys that you know had uh, some pretty good success in their spring season, and you try to balance that with uh, the guys that are really looking to get some opportunities in the summer because either they redshirted or had an injury, and and you know you're trying to help them kind of bridge that gap as they go into, you know, into their next season. So, you know, it, it's great having the guys we, 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 uh, we have returned. I, I think, I think it is 10. I think we've got 10 guys that are returning. Um, and then we're bringing in, you know, 19 new guys to kind of help supplement that, uh, that roster. So it's been a really good, uh, like I said, five, six days of the, uh, of the season. Uh, the, this group has, has really gelled pretty quickly. Um, and as we go through the season, we look to, uh, to really push that. What we saw so far, you know, in the, in the three exhibition games, there's been a couple things I really wanted to address from last year to this year. Uh, and a lot of that just happens to be with the makeup of the roster as you're, as you're putting together a team. Uh, one is I really wanted to focus on guys that pound the strike zone on the mound. I felt like last year um, we had really good arms, and um, I think we're, we're towards the top in terms of batting average against, but walks and hit-by-pitches led the league. I think we led the league in strikeouts. So, I mean, we did, we did some things well, but I'm looking for, for us to probably be a little bit more aggressive on the mound. We play in the biggest ballpark. Um, in the league, we're playing with wood bats, and so you've got to you've got to have guys that really uh, embrace just pounding the zone and, and and making them put the ball in play. And then defensively, really felt like last year we struggled at times uh, defensively in the infield, and uh, and so I feel like we addressed that just with uh, uh, some of the experience that we we brought in. Some guys are two and three, and and even uh, even one of them is a four year guy. We saw both aspects of the game uh, in this in this weekend. We we threw a lot of strikes. We minimized the walks. Um, I think we can be even better than that. And then defensively, I think we made I think we only made two errors. One was on a throw, and then another one was actually a pretty tough play. But we also I thought we made a couple of uh, uh, really good plays in the infield. We had I think four or five diving plays in the infield and. Um, you know, so we made the routine ones, but also had a couple of, uh, of, of really fantastic ones uh, sprinkled in there. Coach, I want to talk about last year because baseball returns for the first time since 2008 when the Columbus Catfish played at historic Golden Park. So this was long awaited for baseball fans in Columbus. I always consider Columbus a baseball town because of the 2006 Northern Little League World Series champions. Of course, Columbus State won the NCAA College World Series in 2002. So there's a lot of tradition in history for baseball here in Columbus. And Columbus gets a Woodbat Summer League baseball team out of the Sun Belt. The Columbus Chattahoots come into an existence. I went to several games last year, including the championship game. I thought the atmosphere last year was great. 
the players were great. You have a gr great group of guys that were approachable. They were willing to sign autographs. I mean, they were in the stands just talking to the fans. I, I, I talked to Daniel Hawley last year, and I just congratulated him on the effort with, with his victory against uh, Gainesville. And that which actually catapulted you into the Sunbelt Championship against Alpharetta, however, you fell short. But what was that run like being the sixth seed, having to play the playing game against the Atlanta Crackers, but going up to Kennesaw State and winning 20 to seven? And then off the pitching, it was a do or die situation in a game three. And Daniel Hawley comes up big to push you guys into the Sunbelt Championship. Yeah, you know, we, uh, we really try to treat. You know, this team, you know, very different, I think, than sometimes uh, summer teams are, are treated where maybe it's, it's just looked at as trying to get some reps in the summer. And, and uh, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, go there for, you know, myself. And we really tried to, to push last year them, you know, playing for something bigger than just themselves. And, you know, and at times, like I said, we, we struggled and really individually guys at different times. And I think some guys, you know, had a hard time maybe buying into that early on. But as we continue to keep going through the season, we saw the team begin to get closer and closer. And, um, and once the regular season ended, you know, we just told because we had a, I think leading up to that, I'm trying to think there's been so much baseball in between uh, last year and this year, but, uh, I think leading up to that, I think we had a, a two or three game series with Gainesville. We did not play well. Now I will say this: we went in there with a specific approach of what we were going to do with pitching because we did not want to, we didn't want to do something that was going to kind of tip our hand and not put us in the best position to make a run in the playoffs. So I think the way we did it, if I remember correctly, we just kind of went through and just kind of went a couple innings at a time, some guys that we knew maybe were not necessarily going to throw um, in in, uh, in the game against uh, Atlanta. But basically what we said was, hey, look, it's a brand-new season. The season's over. We did what we needed to do, which was to get into postseason play. We wanted to be able to host early on, and I think we were a couple games away from being able to do that. So we didn't get a chance to host in the first couple rounds, but we knew we were going to be on the road. And, uh, and the, the Crackers, I think they took – three of four from us last year, or they might've even swept us. I don't know. It, it wasn't great. We didn't, we didn't play great against them. And uh, I just remember us, us rolling in there and um, they were pretty late, but the other team was pretty laid back. And I think they pretty much thought that they were going to cruise. And I used that look, they're playing fungo golf right now. And they don't even understand. We're about to come in here and just absolutely take, take this away from them. And we're going to be moving on. And those guys, they jumped in and just hit and hit and hit and you know and, and that moved us into into the next round and you know we played extremely well in in uh, in the next round and we just we just continue to keep building that momentum which which then ultimately brings us to you know that game with Daniel Holly and uh, and it was uh, it's one of the most impressive pitching performances. Uh, that I've been a part of. I mean, there's there's been some that I've been around that I've been really, really impressed with. But the way that he just took control, he gave up a, a leadoff home run. And um, and I remember he comes up. I, I normally like to have a chat with my pitchers in between each inning and as they're coming off the mound. And, and he's a guy I normally give him 
you know, about 30 seconds. I don't talk with him right away. I give him about 30 seconds because he's a fiery guy. He goes and sits in the sits on the bench. And I went in there and talked with him, and I and I just told him, I said, how, you, how are you feeling? And he said, they're not going to get another run off me tonight. And he just went out there and just absolutely battled. You know, he got into some trouble, I think, in one or two one or two innings and then just uh, just bear down on him. And, and again, he's a, you know, he was 85 to 86 that night. Um, you know, good breaking ball, just mixes everything up. And, uh, you know, that was the best offense in the entire league all year. Um, I think they had 20 to 30 more home runs than any other team in the Sun Belt. Um, you know, they, they were just a really good offensive team. And he just, he shut them down. And, uh, you know, it was just, it was just impressive to see, uh, you know, we bring uh, C. for in at the end when, when Daniel had met his pitch count and, uh, you know, the big home run by, by Cam Gray. It, it was just an exciting game. So it was a, it was a really fun one to, uh, to be a part of, um, you know, going into that series, Gainesville, this is why you always have to be careful of the things that you, that you say. Um, Gainesville had, had a uh, social media uh, post that they had put out and uh, they were just talking about how they had just absolutely worn us out in the previous, previous series. And um, you know, and, and so, uh, we, we, we use that as some fodder as well, going into that series as well. And our, our guys, again, they just, to their credit, they bought in, they, they, they fought extremely hard. They played for something that again was just bigger than themselves. We had some guys that had some really selfless at bats and, uh, and then obviously it, it put us into the uh, into the championship round. And of course, I was listening to the game on the radio. Zach DeBozart does a great job with the call. His excitement when Columbus was going to the championship game against Alpharetta. I mean, it's just a very memorable call for Zach. And and you know, Coach, I I went to three games last year. I listened to the games on the radio. I was really excited about. Columbus coming back for this season. Of course, the home opener is June the 4th against the Chocolaca Monsters. Your first game is actually going to be Friday up at Oxford. You know, Chocolaca has a nice new ballpark up in Oxford, Alabama. It's about two hours from Columbus. But, Coach, what are you looking forward to about getting this season going and, and playing that first game up at Oxford? Yeah, so in the in the, the three exhibition games and then obviously even this coming Wednesday – uh, just trying to get everybody get their feet wet, trying to fool around with the lineup a little bit. You know, game one, uh, I did a lineup of I went based on their their uniform number. So game two, I flipped it around and went in reverse of their uniform number. Game three, we started to move guys into where we maybe saw uh, where it might make sense to kind of construct the lineup. And then Wednesday, we'll tweak it again and uh, you know make some other changes. And hopefully, we've got a good idea going into into Friday of the direction we'll go. On the mound, you know, we uh, we threw guys no more than two innings uh, at a time throughout the weekend. Uh, Wednesday, I would assume, we'll probably go in the direction of probably a guy an inning. And again, just trying to let them, you know, get in there, let them get some game experience for some of these guys. If they're coming off an injury or redshirting, it's their first live experience in, uh, in about a calendar year. Um, so you're trying to knock off some of the rust. You're trying to knock off some of the the jitters. I was having a conversation with one of our pitchers uh, yesterday, and uh, and he just said, he goes, you know, I I didn't think I was nervous. He said, but as I was coming set, my you know my left my left leg was just was would not stop moving. It was just twitching, you know. So you you're trying to get some of those things out. Just try to help get them 
prepared for us going into uh, into the weekend series where it you know it matters. And, and one of the things I told our guys the other day was last year I felt early on, early on in last season, we had some opportunities to really slam the door, take a win, and we let teams kind of come back. Um, I think I can't remember if it was maybe five of our first seven losses. You know, we had leads going into the seven. We had a hard time closing the door. And some of that was we were trying to figure out, you know, what was the, um, you know, what, how we were going to kind of construct the back end of the bullpen for, uh, for you know, for late in games. And so all those kind of things, uh, you know, you're trying to figure those out on the run. This is where it is very, very different than a high school or a college season where you get an opportunity to really be with guys, uh, you know, for – six six months prior to playing a game where you know us we're, we're we did uh we did three practices and really it was only one because the other two of them it rained we were kind of indoors so you really have only have one field practice before you jump into an exhibition game so you know there's some challenges with uh with that but what we want to do is we want to come out of the gate uh you know and just be prepared and when we get those opportunities to get some wins take care of them uh, early on in the season. Coach, one of the coolest moments from the weekend was WRBL sports director Rex Castillo getting some action in the game, living a, a lifelong dream for him as he put on a Chattahoochee uniform and he got some action in the exhibition game, had two walks and got on base and scored a run. Just a Great moment for Rex. I know Rex. I know he had to have been excited about that opportunity. Yeah, Rex is a great guy. You know, we've we've uh, we've developed a pretty good relationship over the last couple of years, just with his uh, him covering uh, us over at Calvary, and then obviously last year with the Hoots. Um, and we were having some conversations around, you know, the the what the schedule was going to look like for the first week. You know, just from a media standpoint, and ha- making sure that. You know that Rex was was up to date, and Jack and uh, and Jonathan just making sure all all of all of them were up to date on you know what our schedule was for the first couple of days. And Scott Brand made a joke and just said, uh, you know, he said something about I think the that the mascot was going to play left field, and you know Rex we're going to get you in that bat, and uh, you know and, and it was kind of posed as a as a joke, and uh, and and Rex and I were. We're talking after, and I told him, I said, I'll, I'll get you in that bat. And he was like, are you serious? And I said, yeah, that second game, we'll go ahead and we'll get, we'll get you in that bat. So, um, you know, we, we wanted him to come in for batting practice. So he got a chance to come in with the team three hours early. He took BP with the team, got himself a jersey. He hung out in our team meeting, uh, was in the dugout for, for all of game one. And, man, he jumped right in. I mean, he was – he was there on the top of the fence, cheering with the uh, cheering with the guys. So he really, I thought he really embraced the experience and the uh, the opportunity. And our guys, they just uh, they loved having him be a part of it. His at bat comes up in the uh, I think it was the second inning. And uh, what we were doing was Bryce Valero was starting up, and uh, and so I told Bryce, I said, "Look, here's what we're going to do. Your first at bat, we're going to let Rex uh, Rex hit in that spot in the order." And, uh, and then we'll continue on after that just kind of as normal. Well, Rex comes up, works a walk, never gets a chance to even swing the bat. And, uh, you know, and so when that next opportunity came back around in Bryce's spot, I told Rex, I said, you want another at-bat? And he was like, absolutely. Comes up in the next at-bat, fouls one off. 
our dugout, the fans go nuts, and then he ends up working himself another uh, another walk. So uh, he is going to retire with a 1,000 on-base percentage, scored himself a run. <laughs> and, uh, you know, my biggest concern, I told him, I said, uh, some of the guys were like, is, is he fast? If we hit that ball at a right field and he has to go first or third, I'm a little worried he's going to pull a hamstring. But he did a great job getting around the bases, scored a run, and um, I think he really was able to enjoy enjoy that, something that – um, you know, he'll never forget it. It was, it was pretty cool. Oh, I'm happy for Rex. I'm glad that you got to experience that. Uh, tell me coach the game day experience at historic golden park. And what's it going to be like for the fans this upcoming Saturday? I'm hoping to bring my family out to the ballpark. They love baseball. They love the atmosphere. My kids love getting hot dogs and, you know, seeing uh, the Chattahoots mascot, you know, taking their picture with him, uh, Taylor does a great job between the innings with all the games. Uh, what is that fan experience going to be like for your average baseball fan that lives in Columbus? Yeah, it's a it's a great family atmosphere. So you know, like you said early on, I mean, uh, Columbus is a a really big baseball city. Um, you know, you referenced the Little League World Series. There's a, there's some there's some really good Little League teams that have come out of here. Um, obviously, Northern and, and even uh, even some of our other little leagues have advanced, you know, past District Eight and made some runs either in the the Southeast or advanced to the uh, the Little League World Series. You even have Phoenix City from I think it was '99. Uh, you know, did the same thing. Ended up being the U.S. Uh, the U.S. champion and 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 uh, ended up playing against uh, Japan. You know, so. You know, there's a lot of a lot of there's been a lot of really good baseball uh, at the early uh, early years here in, in Columbus in terms of little league and and then you move on even into high school and you think of Columbus High School and all the state championships that Coach Howard and Columbus High School won and Shaw I think has won a state champion won uh, one or two state championships. Uh, you have Central that just won one this past year. Glenwood has twenty something. Uh, obviously, us at Calvary, we've, we've won four. Um, there's been some really good baseball all the way up. And then you go to the college level and you think of Columbus State and CVCC and, and the, the success that those two programs have had on a national level. Um, and then you look at all of the guys that have gone on and played at the professional level and, and you know, all the way through to the major leagues and even to the point of, Frank Thomas being a, a Hall of Famer, so there's just there's a there's a lot of rich tradition um, in the Columbus area, Columbus Phoenix City area, however you want to kind of put that uh, you know that that zone of of where we're surrounded with baseball. Um, so people want it. people people are excited about baseball here. I think the uh, not having a professional team here. For so many years, there has been a calling for baseball to be back at Golden Park. And last year we saw it, um, you know, you, we provided a, an opportunity for families to come out and, and enjoy the experience. And, you know, I think what, uh, what the Krupp family and uh, obviously Scott Brand and, and uh, the entire uh, management group, um, what they do is they just provide a, not only just a, a baseball experience, but a, a fan experience. And, and, and you referenced Taylor, Taylor's not back this year, so the, the new new person in that role is Jaden, and we've got a chance to see him in the first first couple of days, and he did a really good job with that. But what you're talking about is kind of in between innings, 
different ways that they get the uh, the fans involved. So sometimes there's games down on the first base side. So they might, like yesterday, they did a, a chip and putt, you know, game. They did uh, junk in the trunk where you get some, some people out there and they're trying to shake, you know, oranges and ping pong balls, out, you know, out of the – out of the box that they're uh, there, they have around their waist, and uh, there's different uh, relay races and all kinds of other things. But a lot of things that can get kids involved, and then you know, pre pre game and post game, we try to make our players available to sign autographs, and um, and the kids they just they they love that interaction. Uh, they they after the game, you can see where you know you, you'll have kids that are you know from four years old you know, to 14, 13, 14 that are coming out and they want to interact with our, our players and talk to them and get their autograph. And, and it's, it's pretty cool. And for, for our guys, that's one of the things we actually talk about. So when we, when I'm, when I'm recruiting or having conversations with kids, I try to let them know, look, this is going to be very, very different than anything that you've probably experienced, um, you know, from a, from a competition standpoint where you're going to, one of the responsibilities is we want you guys to embrace it and really look forward to it. Uh, and if you have a desire to play beyond college, this is a great place for you to get a chance to, to kind of experience that and really work on it. And, uh, um, and so it's, it's been, it's been really good. It's just something that, again, I think for, for people that, uh, that, that enjoy the game of baseball, or for some pe- people that maybe aren't necessarily huge baseball fans, uh, but they they enjoy the atmosphere and, and being able to come out and, and be entertained, uh, even just beyond the baseball side, uh, it's a, it's a great experience. So I, I would recommend you know people that are out there that are are listening that if they haven't come and checked us out to uh, to come check us out sometime this season. I think you'd. Uh, think you'd really enjoy it all right if you want to purchase tickets to upcoming home games for the columbus chattahoots just see uh sydney vadney i know her very well she played for the columbus rapids she works at the ticketing office at ignite sports and uh, she could hook you up with some tickets i know that i plan on going to the game this saturday good luck coach this uh, upcoming weekend on these games against chakalaka uh, before i let you go i just got to ask you with this home opener if you can have any sports icon that represents the city of Columbus to throw out the first pitch at Saturday's game, and this is a wish list, Coach. Maybe you might not get this person, but who would you want to throw out the first pitch for your opener against Chocolaca this Saturday? <laughs> oh, that's a tough question. Um, man, I, I'm a I'm a big Major League Baseball fan. Um, so, you know, and, and obviously having grown up, you know, through the eighties and, and nineties, and this was nineties, obviously was his absolute wheelhouse where he was probably, probably the best right-handed hitter in the game during that time. It, it, it would be the big hurt Frank Thomas. Um, you know, obviously with him being a hall of famer, uh, he's probably the most notable baseball guy out of the Columbus area just in terms of what he did after he left Columbus High School and and what his uh what his career looked like when he got to the big so I would say probably it would be him oh that is a great pick coach uh, of course I did a sports documentary on Frank Thomas a hall of famer uh, went into the hall of fame in 2014 of course led the Columbus High School Blue Devils into a state title in 1983 and left 
Columbus in 1985 to go on to play for the University of Auburn and the Chicago White Sox. Just a great Hall of Fame career and got a ring with the Chicago White Sox in 2005. I know he didn't play, but I was just happy to see him get a ring. You know, Coach, I, there are so many baseball players that you could have picked. I mean, one guy I was thinking of, he lives right in Columbus, Glenn Davis. Glenn Davis, yeah. I think that that's a, that's a realistic get. I think because he lives in Columbus and he's a councilman, that we could probably get him to throw out the first pitch. What do you think, Coach? I, absolutely. That's another great one. Again, just, uh, you know, his career, you know, at, at the big league level, and, and like you said, his, uh, his current tie and involvement uh, still in Columbus – uh, that's another great person to choose. Oh, we got to make it happen. Oh, man, Coach, it was so great having you on the show. Absolutely. I enjoyed it. Anytime. All right. Thank you uh, once again. That was the manager of the Columbus Chattahoots, Steve Smith, and he also coached the Calvary Christian Knights to four straight state baseball championships at the high school level. A great guy, and I know that we are excited about this upcoming Columbus Chattahoot season for the two, for the 2022 Sun Belt League, and their opener is going to be this Saturday, June the fourth, against the Chocolaca Monsters. Hope to see all you baseball fans out there, historic Golden Park. Let's pack that place. Uh, you remember a couple of months ago when uh, the Savannah Bananas came to historic Golden Park for Banana Ball? Absolutely. We ended up having, I think they said about 4,000, uh, 4,000 fans on that night. So that was, uh, that was pretty exciting. That's one of the things I had mentioned to some people the other day was that, you know, that may also pull in some more people because people are coming out watching that. That's very, a, a very entertaining brand of baseball. Uh, you know, we, we aren't necessarily to that level in terms of the, uh, the extra stuff that goes on, but there is a, there's a, there's a, there's a lot of similarities there. So that may also draw in some, some interest from people that are uh, not necessarily huge, huge baseball fans, but enjoy that experience. Yeah. I'm hoping we can have a crowd that size. What do you think coach? <laughs> Absolutely. That'd be great. You know, we did push, I think 27, 2800, I think in a couple, couple of our games last year. So, um, you know, we're not too far away from being able to do that. I know Scott brand would be excited if we, uh, if we were able to pull in four. Oh yeah. We talked about that. I've had Scott on the show before we talked about it. I'm excited about this upcoming Chattahoots season and good luck the rest of the way, coach. Thank you. I appreciate it, Richard. Thank you for listening to the podcast and I hope that everybody has a great rest of your day and we will talk to you next episode. Bye everybody. You've been listening to the sports beat with Richard Holdred. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been the Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020, all rights reserved.